on, everybody? It's your buddy. It's your pal, Spaz Phoenix, the YWC Reality Check, and you don't see my pretty sexy face, so you know I'm not alone. It's not quite NXT, but it's still WWE. I roped in Jake one more time. We're talking about WrestleMania, the weirdest sort of halfway to normal WrestleMania two days that's really kind of two and a half days now. WrestleMania. They're back in business, baby. They're back in business. Oh, Christ, which just means they're I mean, getting money. It actually made sense that they needed to have a two-night show because of COVID and not having an audience. You didn't want people watching a four-and-a-half, five-hour show with no fans in attendance. That would be just too taxing. But now that you're going to have fans, having it stretched over two nights... I, w- I mean, usually they have 12 to 15 matches out of WrestleMania anyways. No, it's not great that they have this super long show, but I think they could have done four hours, cut out about two matches, and I, I think they could have had this in one night. I don't hate the two-night idea, but it just doesn't feel like mania to me. I just hope they don't take this as the measuring stick of going forward. Because they talked, even before COVID, they talked about doing a two-night WrestleMania. Whatever you get this time, positive and negative, isn't going to be a standard two-night WrestleMania. Because it's going to be half the crowd, it's going to be half the noise, it's going to be twice the enthusiasm, because nobody's been able to do a fucking thing in a year. Um, In every conceivable way, this is not a proper measuring stick of of what a two-night WrestleMania would be. Now, I will say, though, imagine if... Because the last thing we did, the last time we talked, we talked about uh, TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Imagine the normal, quote-unquote, WrestleMania style with all of that on Saturday and all of this on Sunday. We'd be dead. Oh, absolutely. We'd be dead. TakeOver all Saturday, Friday, SmackDown... Thursday would be the Hall of Fame normally, Probably, you know, yeah. if they did it that right. So that would be insane. We would be dead, but I would love it too. So yeah, I mean, I miss it. I miss it in a bigger way than you realize. Rhea Ripley looks like a star here. You know, they really went ahead, and I hate the fact that she has to team up with um, Oscar. You know, at all as a build-up to Mania, but they just threw this match together, as we were saying on the pre-show. You know, we were talking earlier and. A lot of matches are just kind of thrown on there because they know, hey, you guys, no matter what the build is, you'll deliver live in front of people. Seth, if you go against Cesaro, that'll be a good match no matter what. Same thing with, with uh, you know, Rhea Ripley and Asuka, and again with, with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. You could even say the same for Biggie and Apollo Crews. And you mentioned it for who? Matt Riddle and Sheamus, so, I yep. mean, there's quite a few matches that the build, I mean, the build Matt Riddle and Sheamus is just being hit with a friggin' scooter. That, I mean, that's all there is to it, so. See, he, he, here's the build the th- is not great, but Mania hopefully won't disappoint. Here's the thing, Jake, and, I, and I'm loath to give WWE a free pass on things, you know that. This is the year that they can, all? this is the year that they can absolutely get away with it. Cause this I think is, it is. I, I do think it is. I think that so long as they deliver... In front of a live audience, again, with a spectacular show, they'll be just fine. But the thing is, like, for the fans in attendance, and the millions watching, no, um, (laughs) for the fans that are actually in Raymond James Stadium, they won't care. They haven't been able to go see a live WWE show in uh, almost a year and a quarter. Exactly, and that's why WWE is not worried about negative or bad reactions. They think that they have the card roped off and split up in enough of a way that even if the bad outcomes do happen, that you won't be reacting in a negative way, that you're going to react how they want you to react, basically, because they have things scripted in such a manner. 
and I, and I'm sorry, I'm talking I'm talking definitely from the uh, watching at home televised perspective. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna care either, realistically. No, I'm gonna be happy the live, cro- live the live crowd. The live crowd is going to be like you can put any wrestler you want on this show. The star of this show is the crowd, and I don't care how cheesy or cliche that is. That like that's absolutely where we're at. And I think WWE knows that they're going to have that in mind. That that's what they're doing here. That they know the crowd is going to be special. I mean, I saw some flyover drone shots in the base yeah. of the pirate ship that they're building. Yep, is massive. It's like four times the size of the pirate ship usually at the stadium. This stage is is very impressive. WWE is using stuff from last year as well, but they're going above, you know, all out. To really I was going to say in that reg- in that regard, you can't shit on WWE because in no, that regard, in the quality is always top notch. In the in the production, in the I hate to say the the Michael Cole thing, but in the big fight feel, like they don't fall down in that regard. That's why I have the cliche on my NXT review. It's like everybody say it no, with exactly. me. WWE you know is really good at video packages. Like, their pyro is going to go off. They're not oh going God. to have any execution. <laughs> I, I, no. And you I, know what kind of pyro they're going to have at Mania? Oh, my God. It's going to be Concussion stellar. pyro? Explosive I can, pyro? I cannot wait to see what happens there. I, I just want there to be, like, a little sheet of barbed wire hanging off the one corner of the ship. Nobody has to touch it. It doesn't have to be part of a match. Just randomly at some point in the night, the barbed wire explodes. Or when Braun and Shane have the cage match, that's when the, the the cage explodes. You know, just because he throws Braun throws Shane into it so hard that it blows up. <laughs> there has to be something. There but has as to we're be... saying, you know, the build it, it doesn't really matter, and, it, and we've said this. Joe and I have said this on his show for years now that you know the build has not been good for many many manias since Mania 30 really was the last time with the Daniel Bryan stuff that we got a pretty decent you know stellar build. 31 was not great, and it was only because Seth Rollins saved that main event into a triple threat. Most people crapped on that match until the Saturday before, because then they remembered that, oh yeah, Lesnar is resigning with the company. So that's when people started to boo Roman even more. And, and you go from there, you had Triple H and Roman, and then Roman again with Undertaker, and just people were sick of Roman being the face, and we just, we haven't had that many great Mania builds. Now we've got Edge and Roman in the main event with Daniel Bryan, we should be more excited, I feel like, but it's hard to get behind this because the creative overall has been so disappointing. And see, I think they know that. I think they consciously know that. So what they've done is, and I hate to say this because it's what we used to say about like the international shows, the big, the big international shows, is they've just put together a giant house show. Like if you said to me, put together a house show, I'd probably throw Zayn versus Owens on there. I'd probably throw Cesaro on there with somebody else that can work on his level, like a, like a Rollins. I'd probably, you know, um, I got Roman and, and Edge. I don't know whether or not I'd throw Daniel Bryan in the mix as well. So they've yeah. really, they want to celebrate that they're back, and they want to celebrate that they're in front of people, in front of fans or whatever. The, and that's a tagline. They, they made sure Drew said it tonight. Back, back in, in business. business and all that sort yeah. of thing. But it, But it is true, though, like, them being back is the story. I don't think any of the individual stories is the story. And I think for them to know that something there. Yeah. For for them to know that and for them to acknowledge that and use yeah, that that's to not keep any it. one star that it's the show itself. Yeah. It's the fact that there are fans, the fact that we are creeping back to normal, the fact that we 
aren't doing this in an empty gym is the story going forward. And ultimately, like, even for us watching at home, that's going to be what we're going to feel. Like, if the guy we want to win loses, yeah, that's going to suck. If we, you know, XYZ, Bianca Belair trips over her hair, I'm going to laugh. But it's going to be, holy shit, there's fans. Holy shit, look at how big the show is. Holy shit, this is starting to feel normal again. And you know what? I'm down with that because WWE has held it off until this point. Other companies, and I'm not going to mention AEW by name, have had <laughs> fans in there a lot sooner to questionable reaction. They've had the fake wrestling fans in there, both in WWE and AEW. But as far as having an actual ticket-buying crowd, WWE has held off until now. So if you've got WWE-centric fans, this is a first. Now, if you've got fans that are paying attention to the real world, not so much, because they know that AEW has done it, they know that NXT has limited capacity fans in the CWC, but for your average casual WWE fan, this is a first. Like, this is a return to form, and that's, exactly. and that's the story. Now... I shouldn't be saying that that's a free pass because we shouldn't just have to give the show free passes, but I have to acknowledge that it's there. I can't argue that. No, no doubt about it. Now it is still weird because we don't have a we don't have a for that exact reason we don't have a kickoff show. The kickoff show is SmackDown, so Smackdown, we're going to talk. Yeah. We're going to do something that I've never done on this channel. We're going to do a SmackDown preview, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> It is a interesting mix to have here. You know, it's, it's weird the way they've handled these things. So we've got a fatal four-way for the SmackDown uh, Tag Team Championships. The, the Dirty Dogs are defending against the Street Profits, the Mysterios, and the Alpha Academy. I, like, I like the Dirty Dogs. I know they're not everybody's cup of tea. I think we talked about this before it's it's hard to get behind them but i get behind them because it's hard to get behind them i'm a little bit contradictory that way do you have any i know there's a lot of people that want the feel good ray and dominic win here i yeah i couldn't care less about that i have no love for mysterio at this point left and his son needs to get away from him and do things on his own that's my magically grew his eye back jake can't you respect that yeah uh you know so many ridiculous stories that they've been involved in um the Dirty Dogs, Ziggler and Rude, I don't really care for either. So the only ones that kind of interest me, besides the Street Profits, which I'm just, I, I'm sick of them at this point still from their previous run, is Alpha Academy. Seeing a heel Otis, and you know, is kind of, it's different. So I think the thing, the thing about it is, is because you've had these same four teams facing constantly on SmackDown, uh, Otis and Chad Gable do have, like, there is a weird chemistry between them as a team. I wish they had done it a bit earlier and that they had established it a bit more, because if they had established it a bit more, I might be behind them. Yeah. But then you just have... But, but nothing's established, sadly, so... And, uh... I mean, they've been on the same team as the Dirty Dogs for a lot of eight-man tags, and if you consider yeah. the history between Otis and Ziggler, that makes about no sense. No, it doesn't. That's why I'd like to see them feuding for the tag titles and not ever working together again. So hopefully that's what we get here. And from there, we can go ahead and get something better with the tag titles because realistically, we don't get shit. I, considering we're going to talk about the Raw tag title match later on, I do think it's, t and I and I know that the idea of floating titles makes everything a little bit more gray area, 
they got to unite those titles at some point. They really have to because they're they're killing the tag division entirely. So as we as we saw on SmackDown last week, there are more established female tag teams. Not that they're any good, but there are more established female tag teams on Raw and SmackDown than male tag teams. Yeah, which is why you get the AJ almost thing that we're going to talk about later. Now exactly. it's not it's not actually on here, but I've only heard it as a rumor for SmackDown. And uh, I'm only giving any credence to this rumor because there's nothing announced for Baszler and Jax officially on the WWE website, which is what I'm on right now because I'm lazy. But apparently we're getting a gauntlet match on SmackDown of the women's, all the women's tag teams that were involved in that schmoz last week. And the winner will go on to one of the WrestleMania nights for a tag title shot. And is it particularly exciting? No, but is it a chance for them to just put a display on and say, look, at least we have some teams like the riot squad. Holy crap. How underused are they? No, no doubt about it. Like now that we have, there's a lot that that could be going on here and that's why I'm confused. And the the whole women's tag titles, I'm, I'm not sure what they're doing at this point. Like you said, I think originally they said night one was going to have the battle Royal night two would be the tag match to decide. Then they said that wasn't going to happen. Then they said it was going to be on SmackDown. And See, here's what I'm saying, though. One right? of the nights. It... Now now that we have the good women's tag titles, I think the Riot Squad desperately need to go back to NXT. And not as a demotion. Yeah, that would make sense. Can you, like, throw in... That would the, be a great... Throw in the Riot Squad with teams like The Way, with teams like Shotzi and Ember, with teams like Katanzaro and Carter, with teams like Tiansha. <laughs> Yeah, with teams really like uh, the Robert Stone brand. special. Exactly. Uh, like, so many of these teams that are teams that didn't make sense before because there wasn't a tag team division that now are tag teams, and now there is a tag team division. If there wasn't a rush to go back to NXT before, there definitely would be now. But off the top... A, a lot of people wanted to go back. Andrade wanted to go back. He was denied. Aleister Black wanted to go back. I mean, you, you hear it all the time. So, yeah. And then we also have... The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, the one that I always get the name wrong of. I mean, you've got Akira Kitazawa, Angel, Angel Garza, Garza, Cedric, Cedric Alexander, Alexander. Drew, Drew Gulak, Elias, yeah. Eric. <laughs> Eric from the Viking Ra- Jesus Christ, man, what is his life right now? No kidding. Greg Matalik, uh, Umberto Carrillo, Jackson Riker, Jay Uso. Jay Uso who's been such a pivotal role in the they entire main event Uso, but he's going to be in the Andre the Giant. Oh, I, I don't, don't even care about the nickname thing. Like he is part one, one a of the exactly. Roman Reigns transformation. Of, of the... Yeah. He's like, how is he heavily in the main event? We were, we were booking or not, not you and me specifically, but like the community in general before, before Daniel Bryan was added to the, to the triple threat match, which is a questionable, questionable move in some people's minds we were booking Jey Uso versus Daniel Bryan as a mania worthy match yeah no doubt about and it, it and it would have been um but then you go back down to Kalisto King Corbin Lince Dorado Mace I I, I was cheering for Mace honestly uh <laughs> Murphy Mustafa Ali Ricochet Shelton Benjamin Shinsuke Nakamura Slapjack T-Bar and Tucker because Tucker is still a thing um, yeah, which is which is really weird because we haven't seen Tucker in forever since he turned on Otis, Otis and then yeah, disappeared. Split and then he disappeared. So that was it for that. And Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. I really don't know. I could see Nakamura winning maybe, or 
maybe Ricochet. They'll try and give him something. That That's my guess at this point See, in time. You and I talked about this before, before I realized that there was there isn't even a WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal this year, which is also kind no. of shit. Uh, I, I had said initially my, my picks were Ricochet and Sonya Deville, because I'm sorry, as much as I love seeing her back on screen and as much as I'm very much an advocate of like what happened to Sonya Deville, let her come back at her own pace. Yeah. Like, and I still mean that with, with all, with all the respect in the world, but like as a selfish fan, God, I want to see her back in the ring. Like, I would love I, to see her back in the ring, no doubt about I it. I mean, if she doesn't ready, though, like want said, to, then... like, if she wants to be this, like, backstage character, then, I mean, good for her, I guess. Less bumps on the bump card, but damn. Honestly, uh, Sh- I don't know what it is, Shinsuke Nakamura specifically, because winning the actual Royal Rumble didn't even work out well for him, I don't even want him to win this. Yeah, that's why, you know... After it came out of my mouth, the more I think about it, that's why I said Ricochet is a second, but he's more the one I would go with yeah. because he just came back to TV this past week. Ricochet is somebody that's been so underutilized that yeah, this this, this is something they could there. actually pile off as a win exactly. for him. It's a, it's a good catalyst to get him moving once again. I mean, it was really short, but he did have like a pretty good-ish match with Drew McIntyre the other week when they were playing up that story yeah. just of and drew mcintyre the tv so i did love the whole week. like mcintyre losing his mind a little bit and just starting to push everybody around and he's like dude i'm not trying to fuck with you but if you're looking for a match <laughs> like Which and that's great that's why i like that side of mcintyre was it was believable because it's relatable it made yeah. sense no I, I think your limits you're not going to stand there and yeah. smile yeah but i i think i think the more realism for that from that segment came out of ricochet like he just looked at him like like a regular person not like a scripted asshole like dude i don't oh, know what both the fuck of them. yeah dude, great dude like obviously you got some shit going on you need to get some frustration out let's let's go hit the ring like that's a real thing and they gave it to ricochet and then they didn't do anything with it i, w- I would still love to see him win i would still love them to surprise us with a women's battle royal and do the whole sonya deville thing i either which way but i who do you think is going to win I want to say they give it to Jey Uso because they think that'll give Roman Reigns momentum at WrestleMania, but okay. it's almost... I, I see the build for that, you know, for why... But it's almost... And here's the thing, too, right? It's almost an achievement that's under Jey Uso because I think that's how high he's elevated himself. You know what I would kind of like to see? And I was thinking about this for a second, right? I would love it... I would love it to get down to the three former members of Retribution... And none of them lay a hand on each other. They all unmask, so we see who they really are, as if we don't already know. And then yeah, the, exactly. And, and then the three of them step over the rope together, and the winners uh, of the Andre Battle Royal are Dominic Dijakovic, Dio Madden, and Shane Thorne. <laughs> and then they all, uh, and then like from there, they all go their separate ways and try to do something. Like, it's it's lame, and it doesn't really make any sense, but at the same time, like, as a wrestling story, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it kind of works a little bit. And well, you will actually, be happy to know, really quick, uh, side note, before I forget to tell you, with my brain the way it works, Nita Strauss will be performing the national anthem at night one of the upcoming Stand and Deliver Takeover event. Oh, nice. So that will make you happy. Nice. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Uh, Triple H wrote on Twitter, loud recognizes loud. We're honored yeah. to have uh, Hurricane Nita open up an epic night one of TakeOver, Stand and Deliver. Yeah. Oh, that's so, awesome. 
That's I awesome. I figured you and your viewers will be greatly pleased to hear that with how yeah. amazing she is. Well, they used to have that whole separate sort of like mini movement that Triple H tried to get in with the the NXT Loud when they were constantly looking for musical talent for the for the takeovers and especially when they went overseas with house shows and when they did the yeah. NXT Loud like festival thing with NXT UK like. Mm-hmm. Triple H has really tried to bring in, because we know that the music that they use for WWE pay-per-views has gone to the shits. I will say it's a it's a guilty pleasure of mine, the sort of pirate rap thing that they use for the WrestleMania countdown. I kind of like it, but that's more because I like Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I, can, I get that. But, I mean, Triple H has always picked reasonably decent. And yeah, some of it's been Motorhead, and some of it's been Metallica, and some of it's been stuff that he pulled out of his own CD changer, probably. But that doesn't make it bad. <laughs> uh, honestly, going back to my, my fantasy booking for a second, it should be the last four member, four people in the Battle Royal are the former members of Retribution, and the three of them unmask in front of Mustafa Ali to See, chuck, for, chuck him out, and then the three of them go their separate... Ways. That's not going to happen. Well, we had heard they were going to end the Retribution stable. We yeah. talked about that and out of nowhere. And said well, here's what was... I don't get, though, because they they said that they fast-tracked the ending of that faction because he needed to go, like, fix his leg or whatever was wrong with it. But he's still in the Battle Royal. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 don't... I, I don't get it. I really don't. That's what doesn't make sense. That's why you, you just... Uh. I mean, if we want to go back up to one previous topic we were talking about a second ago, if it is true that we're getting a gauntlet on uh, on SmackDown for the women's tags, do you have anybody that you even want to go for those titles? I'm picking no. Riot Squad. Uh, honestly, like, I, I don't have anybody at this point in time. I'm just like, yeah, forget it. You. There I'm, is, there I, is the rumor... If there's something better with it, then maybe I'll get back into the swing of things, but... There's enough to worry about at this point in time that anything not yeah. holding my interest, it's like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I don't know. My long shot pick's going to be the Riot Squad just because I want them to do something with them. I, and... I like the Riot Squad. I've always liked the Riot Squad. But anytime I give any of these women that aren't the, you know, the, the four horses. The chosen women, ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any support, it doesn't matter. It looks yeah. like Mandy Rose is going to be taken off and doing some great things. Then that falls apart after her and Sonya Deville split. Nothing comes of it. It's like, oh, she's got all this TV time because of the, the all these different angles, and that went to hell. And the other so, story I mean, they did on just... SmackDown this week was that Carmella might be reading Billy Kay's resume when everybody yeah. wanted Billy Kay to team up with Bailey because everybody's pissed off that Bailey's not on the card. Exactly. So, hey, you know what you could do? You know what you could do? You know, you know what you could do? It would be really, really simple. You got a tag team that you split up. One of them happens to be Billy Kay. And the other one's doing fuck all because her new tag team partner is pregnant. You could just, like, undo a mistake yep. there. You might, like, I'm sorry, like, it's uh, going to be... I'm telling you, so many things they could do and fix at this point. It's going to be the kind of crowd that would take it for what it's worth. You could put the Iconics back together and have them get the belts off of Jackson Baszler, and it would work on every level. It would be a callback to them winning them at WrestleMania a couple years ago. It would be a fuck you to Nia Jax, because everybody hates Nia Jax. It would hopefully mean a singles push for Shayna Baszler, because she deserves it, and she's got the whole Ripley angle that she can play with now. It's it's not anything that would make any sense, because they haven't been a team in forever, and they just got back together for one night, and why would they get a title shot? But it's the kind of night where that doesn't have to matter. So do it. 
Yeah, exactly. If Dude. if they walk out there and do some like random open challenge on the night, I'm gonna be like, uh... I mean, they they could do something so much. And then they get taken out by Ember and Shotzi, and those titles get retired, and the NXT Women's Tag Titles are the ones that <laughs> are the ones that reign supreme. Anyway, tease me, baby. In terms of things that aren't happening, anyways. Let's well, get on that, to the... the reason they're doing that on Friday is because they don't want either show going over three and a half hours. So this guarantees that those matches still happen. It, it becomes a WrestleMania version of SmackDown. They can get a little bit of production, you know, out of that and add to it since it's pre-recorded. And then from there, they get to have the first match at night one. Allegedly, is the WWE Champion Drew McIntyre, or excuse me, Bobby Lashley, going against Drew McIntyre. So. That's apparently going to be what opens the show on Saturday night, and I'm I'm believing that that's the truth because they're not doing a kickoff show. They'll do like a panel, but no matches because they want that first reaction to be Drew walking out, and I I kind of think he deserves that to have that audience, you know, just see the WrestleMania intro, the Star Spangled Banner, the pyro goes off, and then there's Drew, and then there's the WWE Champion. Like like that's great. No one's no one seen WWE live in over a year and a few months. And then Drew opens up the night. I think he's earned it. So, I I can't give my thoughts on this without including. Well, I mean, there's only two spots: the opening or the ending. That, that's really the two yeah. best matches to have. Well, this is the, first this is the match thing. Or the last a match. A Drew McIntyre deserves the, the moment he was robbed of last year. I, I fully 100% believe that. I say the same thing for Rhea Ripley. And I say the same, there's one other person from last year that I really felt bad about, but obviously I can't think about it now. He deserves the number one, he deserves the main event spot from last year that he earned by winning the Royal Rumble. Um, but also, if they're not the main event, then we know who is, and they can fuck off and all. Um, yeah, because then they're supposedly doing Sasha Banks, because they want one women champion to main event one night. And then they have the men's, because you know that Edge and Roman is main eventing night two. Yep. And closing that night before that is the Randy Fiend match. Yep. And and, and I do I say fuck that. I opening that night is actually Asuka Rhea Ripley, so... And see, that's not, that's not bad, because that is, that's like... That's a as, good call. That's another big marquee match. I don't object to that so much, though, because there's no... There really isn't a story other than Rhea Ripley's now on Raw. Yay! And the fact that the match is going to be good. And it was just a call-out that was accepted. And you just saw them unable to get along as a tag team, which everyone yeah. and their mother expected. Right. But, I mean, like, it's a call-out that was accepted. It's just a match that's going to be really awesome. It's two people that we both like. So it's it's a good match to start with because it's two wrestlers that the fans are equally behind, I believe. Because even mainstream WWE fans are behind Ripley enough. Like, they've seen enough of her to know that, hey, this chick's pretty cool. Right? So I don't yeah. mind I don't mind that not being near a main event. I didn't expect it to be near a main event. But Sasha and Bailey, not only because I can't stand Sasha Banks or sorry, Sasha Banks and Bel Air. Not only because I don't like them individually, but even if I did like them, like they've shit the bed with this match. <laughs> they've shit the bed with, with so many and that's It's the true. It's true, but I mean, like, all the Reginald shit, like, let's have a match with a dude, except the dude can't do anything because sexism, and we need to contribute to the Sasha Banks agenda, and the other one... Now they're doing the same thing, where suddenly there's 30 women tag teams, so now we've got, you know, Mandy Rose and and Dana Brooke, Billy Kay's running in between everybody, you got the Riot Squad, Tamina's a thing now with Natalya, 
because they said they're going to have Raw and SmackDown tag teams for the women face off on night one of WrestleMania, and then night two they'll defend the women's tag team titles on Sunday. So that's the that's how it's definitely breaking down now. So I just like the whole re- the whole Reginald match, thing, right? The, the thing with Reginald's still there with with Nia and Shayna, of course, and the fact that he's involved just makes it sickening. And, and you're right because he can't get physical. They can attack him, but he can't attack them. And and the thing the thing about it is guess. though, right? Is watching the match that he the quote unquote match that he had with with Sasha Banks, and seeing what he can do in the ring, other albeit non offensively, it just made me think, okay, this guy's got something to offer. Why don't we give him an actual match? And why is Sasha Banks still on my television? <laughs> because you know they 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 only see this guy as a male cheerleader. And see what what's funny is they're doing they're doing with him. Bobby Lashley got booed. They're doing with him right now what everybody would freak out about with a female valet. Like the way Nia Jax is being like overly creepy to him and like heavily implying that they're shagging and whatever. And oh by the way, aren't you my cute little sidekick? I'm gonna take you shopping and dress you up nice and all these other things like it's literally everything that everybody has ever complained about when a guy has a chick valet yeah if he was making her dress a certain way and you know doing all these type of things it would be you know a, a huge movement so yeah I don't so know. I, don't, I don't know i I, still, I i agree with you and i i do think it'll come down to night one the riot squad wins and then night two we end up seeing the riot squad win the tag titles i think they want that feel-good moment at mania some people think it'll be Naomi and Lana, but I don't think the fans give a shit about Lana at all, and I think WWE finally realized that. You know, the, you know what worries me about that? WWE won't be able to resist the opportunity to finish off that commentator table story on a WrestleMania stage in front of crowds. Oh, look, it's table 11. <laughs> yeah, and then Nia will put... Uh, go to put Lana through, and then Lana will end up putting her through, and they'll win the tag titles. And I don't know why they don't uh, just have Lana, and if they're going to do a, a gauntlet anyway. Lana or Naomi, either one of them drive me nuts. Yeah, well, Naomi turned the women's championship into a Christmas tree, so let's not do that again. I don't know yeah, why they don't just throw... Lana didn't hold that belt, or else it really would have went down. I don't know why they don't just throw Nia and Shayna in the gauntlet and get it out of the way. Yeah, do it all one night. They've done it before, but this gives them two matches, essentially, and they'll both be quick. You know they will be. Yeah, I mean, the gauntlet... I'm going to pick the Riot Squad to win both nights, though. I think they're finally going to get something. If I have the Liv Morgan documentary and... If I, I go if I go fandom-wise, I'm always going to take any happy moment I can for the Riot Squad. I'm not going to lie, man. Like, as sort of an underdog pick, I wouldn't mind Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Like it's no, not the, it's not at the top of my priority that. list, but I wouldn't mind. Um, and yeah, there is an element of anybody but Jackson Baszler. Put Jax somewhere down the card. Push Baszler up the card, and like really in 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 a, a parallel in a parallel universe, in a parallel universe, the Raw Women's Championship match is like Charlotte versus Baszler versus Ripley. Probably. Like, why can't we have that world? I mean, that's not a dig at Asuka either. Like, she's held the title through most of the friggin' pandemic, and good for her. Um, 
But, but I she mean, hasn't done much with the title, really, honestly. She's barely defended it because she was involved in so many tag matches, and she was involved in the tag team title feud with Kyrie Sane, and then the pota- uh, potatoing, hot shotting of the, you know, hot potatoing, excuse me, of the title back and forth, and, yeah. you know, between her and Sasha and her and Bailey, and the whole thing was just. You know what kills me is ridiculous. They she had... was into the title too. She was. She didn't win it. She she won the Money in the Bank because Baron Corbin got shoved off by her. <laughs> like she attacked a guy that wasn't even going after her briefcase. It, it just the whole thing sucks. It just sucks. Oscar used to be something fierce and great and stood for something, and the main roster made her look just horrible. You know what kills me though, and this, I promise this is the last time I'm going to mention the women's tag titles is randomly the SmackDown Women's Champion and her main contender got a tag title shot, and that built up the feud between them, supposedly, according to WWE. And then they came over to Raw, and the Raw Women's Champion and her main new contender get a shot at them tonight. Like, like, we know WWE is cut and paste. Like, we know main roster WWE is cut and paste as hell, but holy crap. Literally, well, we did it on SmackDown, let's just do it on Raw. <laughs> yeah, they literally just repeated themselves nonstop, so it got very, very frustrating. Okay, I'm just going to say this really quickly, because I couldn't care less. SmackDown Women's title, what have you got to say? <laughs> okay, so uh, night one, that's likely going to be the main event. I imagine that Bianca Belair is going to beat Sasha Banks. I, I I don't I don't picture Bianca losing, but then again we've had Rumble winners lose before. We had Oscar lose, we had Nakamura lose. I mean it's not impossible. We could we could see Edge lose, we could see Bianca lose, but I think Bianca Belair gets the title here. I think that she beats Sasha, but Sasha gets it back at the next pay per view and then they go on a continual feud with it. So even after she loses the title, Sasha maintains her stranglehold on the title. Yes, she gets she get, she'll get it back. And and I go eat my gun. It's and that's fine. gonna lead to a Sasha heel turn. So she's a heel now. Like what? not really though. Like I, I don't. I'm talking like full fledged, real badass. You know, it, I think they're gonna try and go back and hearken to a bit of the older days with her character, because she's kind of drowning at this point and she feels so samey against everybody else. If they made her that true bitch that she was building to be, you know, and was in NXT, I should say, that would be stellar. Because then she'd have a, a, a real face to go against in Bel Air. Right now, it, there, it's it's a basically face versus face match. But the, the problem with that though is even when Sasha Banks is totally face, she's kind of a bitch, and even when Bianca Belair is totally face, she's kind of a bitch. Yeah, because they have cockiness to them. Like but... they've got this, they've got this whole like wanna be like, you know, have you seen the movie Multiplicity with uh, with, yeah, uh, with Michael, Michael Keaton? Keaton. Yeah. You know the whole phrase like we made a copy of a copy. It's not quite as sharp as the original. Yes. Sasha Banks is trying to be Mean Girls, and Bianca Belair is trying to be Sasha Banks. So the copy yeah. of the copy is definitely not as sharp as the original. <laughs> oh no, no doubt. But it's just I, I feel that at times there's a lot of similarities because they make them be so similar. So but it's true, but you got two here. you got a face versus face kind of. I even though I think they're slowly trying to steer Sasha, but it's not really. It's unlikable well, face versus unlikable loses, face. That's the catalyst for her to go heel here. That makes her snap, or she or I mean it could be a thing at Mania where she's just about to lose the title and then she has to cheat to win and that's the heel turn. But that's so so 
overdone. How much you want to bet if she's going to cheat to win, they just stick her with Bailey again? Ugh. And I mean, god damn it. That like, didn't work, but... I got I got sick of their story, particularly. But even I will say, like, taking, taking my own... They together, yeah. Take, <clears throat> no, but taking my blinders off, how the hell is Bailey not on this card? I don't know. There's so many people not on this card that it's it's baffling. Honestly, I'm I'm truly confused. I mean, Jeff Hardy, uh, Robert Roode, and Dolph Ziggler aren't on actual Mania. I mean, they're on the SmackDown kickoff, but <laughs> yeah, their SmackDown, um, their WrestleMania performances are going to be in front of the WWE Zoom call. Exactly. Like, that's a piss off Ricochet. <laughs> um. Basically Mustafa anybody that's Ali. in that battle royal. Yeah, a, a lot of them. The Street Profits. I mean, they had the titles for over almost a year. It felt like the tag titles. Then you said, you know, Bailey, Charlotte Flair, Naomi, Carmella, I'm, Italia. I'm not not just because I like Charlotte Flair and because she's a fantastic wrestler, but even we know how WWE sees her. God yeah. damn it! Like the fact that she's not on this card is Mandy like Rose and, and even Dana Brooke and yeah, uh, you know Mia Yim, Reckoning, whatever the hell you want to call it. There's there's so many people, and I know you're not supposed to have everybody, and you're supposed to fight to get on the Mania card. It used to be for a while where they just threw every match on there, and it was getting very overwhelming. Okay, but the Mania card is now two and a half days. Exactly. So now you have the time to to stretch it out. You can do things a bit more robust. Why don't you? Um, the next match we have on day one, uh, which, uh, funny enough to me, is, is the one I care about the least, honestly. I know. Shane okay, so I, I got to cut you off for a second. I know. I know we touched on it. Did we actually come to a conclusion on Lashley or McIntyre, or did we just know that Drew's going to get his title back in front of the crowd? Yeah, I, I said that Drew would Drew would you know retain no matter or not retain he would recapture his his title. Mm. That is yeah, the I, one. Like, there, there's a couple here that could be, but that is definitely the one of, like, hey, we're going to give you what you should have had last year. And you know if what? If they didn't want Drew to win here, then they would have had Lashley just take the title off of Drew. They wouldn't have had Miz be a transitional champion. Right. But so I, is, this proves. is the one thing where I, where, where it's, where people are like, oh, look, they're, look, they're just running it back. I'm like, you know what? Look at the guy's story. Look what he did to come back to WWE. Look what he did to get to where he is. Look what he did, like, at, much like a lot of people. He's the best thing we had for a whole year of COVID. With everything yeah. we dealt with, he was one of the brightest stars on a terrible show. No matter yeah. what, I always know that when I see Drew come on, I'm going to be entertained at the very least. Yeah. And you could, like, and he struggled with it the same way everybody else struggled with it. But, like, how could you not? He adapted and he, he admitted, like, I hated the silence and I liked the, the Thunderdome having the, that at least some reaction to go off of. And he learned how to adjust to the fans in the dome and, and kind of change his style a bit. And he's done very, very well as a champion and as someone hunting for the title. He's had some hellacious matches, but he hasn't had a single bad match or feud since. I will be, and you, you bring up a good point, actually. Um, you know, we had, everybody had to adjust. Everybody had to adjust to their being, because like, you got to figure, they're looking at the hard camera. There's nothing behind the hard camera. Yeah, there's right? no thunder. No, there's no, you know. There's so, just, there's so, no. so they're playing to whoever's running the camera, basically. Yeah. I, well, want, I wonder if people off. are going to have a hard, like, and this is not a criticism. I wonder if people are going to have a hard time snapping back. Like uh, they said in, it's it's like riding a bike. For some of them, they've gone to do like a few things, and and, they, and they've found it pretty easy. So yeah, because even even in the CWC, they really only have fans on one side. Like they have actual fans on one side. They have the screens on the one side, and it sort of wraps around like one corner. 
So I and this is yeah, this like I, I say Drew and Bobby is a given. You know, there's a few things that are a given, but um, the, the match I care about the least that I was saying is Sean, uh, Shane versus Braun. That that's the one that I have. That's my bathroom break for Saturday night. That's the one that I just it doesn't interest me. And because it's just a cage match, I can't think of anything that they could do that would be like that exciting or or awe-inspiring that would inspire me to want to watch. As where when it was like I had I didn't care about Shane and, and Undertaker and a Hell in a Cell, but it, Hell in a Cell, you're like, oh, someone's going off the top or something big's going to happen here. You know? I think this but, is going to be one of those situations where you get a where you get a fight before a fight, like because the cage itself it's going to involve the pirate stage and yeah like you're going to get uh you're going to get a your bronze going to come out first they're going to do his choo choo train sound around the friggin <laughs> what do you call it buccaneer stadium or whatever Shane's going to come out he's not going to get in the cage bronze going to go out and chase him they're going to have a big whatever you want to call it brawl just to get him in the cage and you know what it would be kind of funny actually is if if Braun, like, beats the shit out of him so bad before the match even starts that he just sort of throws him in the cage, throws one hand over him, and gets the pin. The match itself... That would be entertaining, but not for Mania. But unless they do a lot, a lot beforehand. But the thing is, is that you know that Riker and and Elias are going to get involved and... Oh, Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker's the one that should win the uh, Andre Battle Royal just to piss everybody off. That would be smart for him to have some credence with Elias and... That would be a way to have them, you know, be like, oh, now I'm worth something. Yeah. You know, if they want to tell that story, at least build somebody with it. And like you said, it would piss off the fans. It sure is. It's, because of it's a hell of a label stuff. to say these are the guys that are definitely not doing anything. You always see the bottom of the card people who are doing fuck all. And then Shane comes back for WrestleMania and he's got, like, some guys. Yeah, and and this fuck the, all guys. It's the Baron Corbins, the Eliases, the... Dolph Ziggler's, the Miz's, yeah, yeah. So oh, come on, I think, one, one, I think one, thir- one third best in the world will not win either because Shane has he defeated the Miz, he defeated Kevin Owens. You can't bet against Shane. I'm telling you right now, there's something about it. I always said Shane would lose all these matches, and I I was proven wrong. I think Shane is somehow going to beat Braun, and this is going to be a series that lasts till like past Money in the Bank. You're, they're going to run it back at SummerSlam, brother. Oh my God! I hope not. But you might be instead right. Of, of, of instead of people. Jake, here here's the advertising material, right? You thought it was a running power slam. It's a running summer slam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst WWE marketer ever. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's I you know what? There's something about it. Like if somebody I like is trapped in a match with somebody I don't care about. That's one thing, right? Like, if you wasted... If CM Punk came back for a night and said, oh, he's gonna face Lars Sullivan, that would be really, really strange. Yeah, that would be the worst idea. But I get your point, yeah. But, like, laughably, I don't really care about Braun because Braun's the king of things. So he's gonna, like... he's He's gonna lift the cage, Jake. He's going to lift things up and put them down. Like, he's always done that. No, that's what's going to happen. They're not going to have an end to the match, or the match isn't going to end properly because he's going to lift the cage. Oh, God. I just figured it out. But, no, like, Shane always does wicked, stupid things. And and we've said it before. Like, say what you want about Shane McMahon. He does throw himself at the ground 
in whatever match he's in. So yeah, he, oh, he's, he, he's he gives he gives of himself body. that way. It's just unfortunate that he's giving that much and nobody cares. That's why I was so excited when Shane returned. And then this he he was just an, a burden. We we we've been so inundated with McMahon's. It's like oh forget it. Now I don't want to see any more of him, especially in the in the WrestleMania you know, thing. Miz and yeah, all that build and then the stuff with Owens. But see the thing just... is like with Miz and and you're you're kind of making my point. Like I'm a huge fan of the Miz. I've been a fan of the Miz since he was the unofficial host of SmackDown. So for him to be stuck in a Shane McMahon WrestleMania match, it was sort of like the opposite of getting like the Taker match at WrestleMania. Like, oh, you stuck my boy The Miz over there with Shane, like, but Braun, I don't care. So there, I, I'm able to look at it of, well, this is probably going to be dumb, but at least I thought it was going to be good last year. I thought that The Miz would win and get this big victory, and they screwed him multiple times. The Miz never won. He lost the cage match. He lost the falls count anywhere. So he never got the revenge. Hey, on but Shane. the but the real the real first of all, Shane McMahon one third best in the world. Second of all, the real the real hero in that whole story was Mr. Miz, and and his excellent punching stance. And his his father, yes, indeed, yeah. But no, like where where my point with that was, and you know what, that was entertaining for what it was, because they're both, it, Miz is able to play off the fact that Shane is a goofball. And that yeah. was the that was the most serious we'd seen the Miz in forever, and it was like so unnecessarily melodramatic that it was hilarious, right? This is like okay, it's Shane McMahon who's not really a wrestler, and the guy that has train sounds. Exactly, and you're making fun of him for being stupid, which we already know. Yeah, no, if I if I hear it one more time, I might go off the deep end. And everything they've done so far, I don't want to be like, oh, it's, but it is. It's cringy. It's ridiculous. It's insulting. Oh, yeah. It's not entertaining. I, I think Braun's going to lose, and they're going to keep this feud going. I think that's yeah. all there is to it. This here. is the – and, and uh, I've said it before, right? Like, there's some matches that don't need build. Like, if you told me that – okay, maybe not now, but, like, when he was in his prime, like, Shawn Michaels was going to come back to face AJ Styles, which was a rumor at one point, or Shawn Michaels was going to come in and work with Adam Cole – that's a match where you could tell me two months ago that that's happening, throw the marquee up on, on the website, and you don't have to touch it. It's fine, right? Yeah. Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman is the dumb match version of that. Tell me two months ago that we're going to see a ridiculous Shane McMahon match, and this time it happens to have Braun Strowman in it. And I'm like, okay, I know exactly what that 10, 20 minutes of my life is going to be like. I'll either have a laugh or I'll go for a piss. It's on. It's unoffensive to me to the point where I'm probably gonna sit and laugh and be like, "Yeah, WWE's dumb," but I can't yeah. get mad at it because I'm after what they did with the Miz and after what they've done with some other people with Shane McMahon. They're not wasting somebody that I would want to see do, doing something else. So I give them that little sliver of credit because at least they're using somebody I don't care about. And like I say, Braun's the king of things. He'll do <laughs> some wacky stunt. Like I say, I'm fully voting that he like lifts up the cage, and the cage match gets called off, like Rollins and Fiend got called off in the Hell in the Cell. So if if he if he managed to lift the cage, like even just a little bit, even if he managed to lift the cage off the rigging just a little bit and like toss it to one side, because I I guarantee you there's not going to be people in the front row, so they can sort of. I don't. I think the the way it looks. There's going to be separation for sure. Yeah. So they can they can afford to do a big stunt where they like just basically they could knock the steel cage over. 
and they the referee what they could do a ton of stuff the referee will do some dumb call where it's like oh the match has the cage match has to end because there's no more cage like, yeah, like it'll be stupid but like yeah there's so much like i say uh we said it at the beginning of the podcast um there's so much stuff where it's like we're just so happy to be back we're going to give wwe a lot of free passes but in giving them a lot of free passes we're also going to want to criticize them and we can have a criticism dump when that stupid moment happens and i think wwe and the fans and the people watching and the people in the stadium can have that criticism dump and then we'll definitely be able to enjoy enjoy whatever the next match is if that makes sense no it makes sense it just yeah i just think it's it's dumb but it it's it's the little bit of dumb that you need if that's the piss break instead of one of the ladies matches like that's a good trade-off 10 years ago the piss match would have been the five minutes that they give ripley and and oscar and i don't think they're going to do that so no certainly not five minutes braun Strowman knocks over the steel cage it's fine <laughs> all right we're getting there this is uh, <laughs> then so we have kofi kingston and xavier woods the new day the Raw Tag Team Champions taking on AJ Styles in the debuting Omos. So this is, again, as I said, for the Raw Tag Team titles. I think that AJ Styles and Omos win here, that the New Day just got the belts again to add to their legacy and that they're a good face group for this heel group to take the titles from. Omos is their new shiny big thing. So. And, I mean, it's a good thing they got those titles off the Hurt Business because they had much more important oh, wait. Well, that's the thing. They felt like they had a bigger story to tell with the Hurt Business breaking up, but really they, they messed up more than Really, anything. they just kicked them to the kickoff, which is now happening the day before. You could have had AJ and almost even be still heels and, and had them go for the tag titles still against the Hurt Business. Have the Hurt Business retain, and even if Lashley loses, then that's when you can lead to the breakup if you really wanted to break them up. But it, it just makes, none of it makes sense. See, the thing you is... you Cedric and Bobby fighting now, and Cedric's taking Bobby to his limits. That looks terrible for Drew, or, or great for Drew, I'm saying. Looks terrible for Bobby. Are you watching Raw as we're recording? Oh, absolutely. I'm multitasking <laughs> like a son of a bitch. Nice. Uh, yeah, I decided I would much rather do this than watch Raw. So when you guys are listening to this on Friday, know that we recorded it on Monday before That's either right. of the go-home Jake's got to be everywhere. My, my limited schedule from surgery this week kind of strew these plans up. So if any matches do get added, we'll try and throw them into the, you yeah. know. We'll throw it in the comment but... section or something. <laughs> hey, man, we appreciate you. Hey, no, we'll no joke. Here. So, what do you, you think is going to win this? Do you think the I... New Day retains, or do, you, do, we, do we see AJ and almost go over? I think the only way that the New Day win this, because I know AJ Styles, doesn't. he's already said he doesn't want to be a main eventer anymore. He doesn't want to hold a championship anymore. He's been pretty vocal about that. But he still hold, his name still holds some cachet. So yes. the, the, the it only... holds weight for, for certain. Yeah, and I think he's earned that. I, th- I think I think, and he... I think that, that the tag titles is something simple. It's not a major title yeah. run with how they're handled currently. I think it's. I think if the New Day wins, the only way they win is to play off almost as like the lumbering giant oaf, and that's not great for somebody's debut. <laughs> no, um, no, I don't know. Also. Like the tag the tag situation. It, on the main roster is a bit of a joke, right? So, like, it, it, I, I, so that's why I think they're going to make almost look like a real monster. Yeah. Because you haven't seen him do much yet. Tonight they they threw a mic at him. They're trying to make him more, you know, just a threat at this point. 
yeah. still. I mean, you've seen him do a few minor things, lifting people up. I mean, you know he's super strong, but he's still kind of slow. Yeah. we got to see what he does. But that's going to be the whole thing. AJ eventually tags him in, and oh, my God, he's so massive, and he'll get the victory. I, I think that's pretty well said. The thing is, though, like, and it, it literally means that I'm, like, throwing the tag team titles by the wayside because you've got one set of, you got one set of tag titles that are being defended between, okay, they're, they're, they all might be thrown together teams, but you do have the SmackDown titles that are being contested between four tag teams. And it's yeah. on and it's on what we're going to call the kickoff now. And the actual tag team title match that's happening on the show is, like, Buddy and his sidekick. And because I don't care about those titles, and I've already said, like, I think there should only be one set of tag titles at this point, right? But, like, that just makes me go down the rabbit hole of I would rather see AJ Styles versus either one of these guys one-on-one than this match. Because I don't, I don't get the... Like, I know there's some there's some good comedy to be pulled from it, because AJ Styles... AJ Styles throws himself under the bus for the purpose of the yeah, comedy of the skits that he's in, and he's really good. He's really good match. with, like, the self-deprecating humor and all that. And I get that there's something to be to be gained from that, where, like, oh, even his sidekick is calling him out on how dumb he is, right? Yeah. But from an in-ring point of view, I would much rather see AJ Styles versus Kofi Kingston or even AJ Styles versus, you know, Xavier Woods. Um, you know, you could have a, they wouldn't say it on TV, but it's a little bit of a callback to maybe AJ Styles versus Consequences Creed back in the day. He, you know, Xavier Woods could come out here and be like, you don't want this match. There's going to be some serious consequences and wink and a nod and the people that get it, get it. And the people yeah, that, don't. That, that, those are the kind of things that, but instead we've basically got charades and hopscotch and all that kind of fuckery. So it, yeah. it, it's ridiculous. But I, that's why I think, how could they have AJ and almost lose here? That's his debut. Yeah. I mean, they could, but I don't see it happening. I do think, once again, and I, I, I'm going to start sounding like a cliche machine, I do think this match, whether it's good or not, is going to be a lot of fun. AJ will make it fun. The New Day will make it fun. Almost, yeah, they're, they're, almost they're is kind of the is kind of the straight man of the of the him and AJ Styles gimmick. I think it'll Absolutely. be a lot of fun. I don't think the result will ultimately matter, and that's kind of terrible. It's not going to matter, and, and that's the, that's the sad part in a way. But the match is just there to be a spectacle, and these guys will deliver, and they're going to put out something special because of who's involved. The, the three main talents, the actual wrestlers, never disappoint. These yeah. guys are known for being in-ring technicians. That's what we're going to get. Now, as far as our next match goes... I will say, though, the one thing that the one thing that's sort of slipping up under the radar, because all we've really seen almost do is stand beside AJ and occasionally toss somebody. Yeah, pick somebody He could have, down. like, a million weapons in his arsenal that they're intentionally keeping from us. Like let's 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 not forget that Brock Lesnar surprised everybody at a house show when we found out that he could do a shooting star press, which almost broke his neck. Yeah, at the house show? No, at Mania. Yeah, at, at Mania. But like <laughs> initially, when it, I I, I love I the story. Point though, yeah. I love the story of he did it at a house show. He did it at a house show, and Vince came back to his dressing room afterwards. He's like, you saved that for Mania, pal. Exactly. And then he did it at Mania, and like to say, almost broke his neck. But like yeah. you could you could see this guy come out on Sunday and pull out like a 450 and he's just been intentionally holding it back for his big day. There is always that breakout possibility. 
There but, is. That's, but, that's what the added speculation comes in. You know, the, the anticipation for this all comes down yeah. to Omos. Besides that, there's no other draw to this match but him, I think. Yeah. The tag titles don't mean anything. The New Day has no momentum. AJ is, is at the last leg of his career, so he's at the kind of like call-it-in phase, really. He's not going yeah. for titles, as you mentioned. He's just here to he's put out the a call it in show. phase, but he's not. He he's very much in the Daniel Bryan call it in yeah, phase. Yeah, he's still going to put out a good work. He's call, he's calling he's it in for other. He's calling yes. it in for other people, like Daniel Bryan. It, okay, right now he's pretending that he really wants the the title for the purpose of the triple threat match. But right up until then, what was he doing? He was going in there with having matches with everybody and making anybody and everybody look good. Yeah, AJ Styles is the cocky heel version of that. Exactly. But so like, that's, I, that's their roles. They know what they're doing. They're sticking to it. But then we have, you know, non-wrestler Bad Bunny going against The Miz. We see his Bugatti get a little bit of paint on it. God forbid they can't actually hit that thing with a sledgehammer. But uh, this match, again, it's a celebrity match, so it's not for me. And the thing that I, I did doing some more research into Bad Bunny, he has a very big following, but it's not as big as I thought it was. It's just a very dedicated following, but it's a strictly like Puerto Rican listening audience. So he's got a very ethnic crowd because of his music. Makes perfect sense, you know. Just like wrestling fans like wrestling, uh, duh. People that listen to that music like Bad Bunny makes perfect yeah. sense. Thing is, is that it, it hasn't really translated much to wrestling. People bought a lot of Bad Bunny merch, but the ratings. He was one of the lowest rated segments last week on Raw. So, you know, now we've got him coming out again. This is the second time we're seeing him tonight, and him and The Miz mean almost as much as Shane and Braun. I, I'm not even really, honestly, at the celebrity phase where I'm like, oh, let's see what they could put out. For me, it just doesn't matter. I am not excited to see Bad Money wrestle. Well, I mean, NXT set the bar for celebrity matches with Pat McAfee. And, and I'm not even saying that as a, okay, I'm biased to get a No, but I was excited beforehand to see Pat yeah. McAfee. Yeah. The way they handled this Miz and Bad Bunny feud, it was very just anticlimactic and uninteresting. Yeah. And then on top of it, I, I liked Pat McAfee because he was so charismatic and enigmatic on the mic. Bad Bunny hasn't done anything that makes me feel like he even wants to be here. Right. Uh, and then we get hey, hey, hop, hop, and it's it's even more infuriating, so... The Miz is there to lose. He's going to get pinned by Bad Bunny. That's embarrassing. That was our WWE champion less than a month ago. <laughs> I mean, so Bad Bunny will win, and Bad Bunny did actually punch him in the face last week, so hopefully Miz got some receipts on him. But I cannot help but think that the news stories surrounding this match have been exaggerated, and at the last minute, this is going to go back to being the tag team match we thought it was going to be. It could be because they were because it's the it's very coincidental that but they that, have them right now as uh, in the ring together with Damien Priest. It could be a thing where you know before we get out of this preview, I'm telling you, it turned into a tag match. Yep, yeah. I just think it's like obviously I'm never gonna have a laugh at anybody getting hurt, right? That's why I don't want to no, see anybody Damien face Sasha Banks. But <laughs> it, no, but I just find it so funny that it was so symmetrical that like Bad oh, Bunny yeah, and the Bad Bunny and the Miz. Bad Bunny and The Miz are having this feud, and all of a sudden, both of their sidekicks get injured. Yeah. Like, 
even if it was real, like the fact that they played it up and rah rah rah, because the ironic the ironic part of it is is like I don't really care about Bad Bunny one way or the other. It's kind of fun. It's kind of different. Whatever. Uh, Miz is my boy, but the match I'd rather see is the opposite, which is Damian Priest versus John Morrison. Yeah, that's the match. See, he just said the Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest at WrestleMania. So there we go. There we go. They just changed it again to a tag match. And see, but that changes my opinion on it as well, because if it's three wrestlers and a celebrity, those three wrestlers work together to pull the celebrity through, you get an entirely different situation than the exactly. one we were talking so about now, a second ago. Now it's more intriguing to me. Now I'm, I'm more on board. I had no interest in seeing 100% Miz and Bunny because Bad Bunny was going to have to pull his weight, you know, 100% of the way through. Now he can be that 30% to Damian Priest's 70, and I guarantee we'll get an exciting match. Plus, we're going to get Damian Priest taking on John Morrison. So sign me up for that, as you said. Yep. But it doesn't change the outcome for me. I still think Bad Bunny's side wins. I just, I want to see, like, Damian Priest is the one that I'm actually following here. The fact that they've they've put this celebrity with him has been a, has been a nice touch because the focus hasn't all been on Bad Bunny. It's like, hey, there's Damian Priest and he's got a celebrity friend, which is way less overpowering than a lot of the celebrity stuff in WWE has been in the past, right? But I want to see Damian Priest go up against all the guys that are not necessarily in really, really high top spots right now, but we know can give him a good match. Like, I want to put him in the ring with Miz. I want to put him in the ring with Morrison. I want to put him in the match in the ring with Ziggler or even somebody like Bobby Roode. Like, all those people that we know are not really hot on the plate right now but all those people that have done the Ziggler role of making the next guy look awesome, I want Priest to have a run with all of those in-ring mechanics that are going to make him look like a million bucks. Yeah, that would be awesome, no doubt about it. I mean, just look at those names right there. Throw in Damian Priest and have all the names that I just mentioned. Have that be another gauntlet match. Hey, gauntlet matches for everybody! <laughs> but they work, so yeah. don't forget, we still have... Uh... You know, Logan Paul in, in attendance as well. Uh, the last I really want Owen, for I really want Owens well versus Zane to be like really, really good. I just I mean, for what we've gotten from both of them previously, it, it there was a point in time where they were fighting and facing off so much that I was getting sick of it. You know, between Ring of Honor and then NXT and then main roster, they were fighting again. So. They haven't faced off in quite some time. We know that you put these two together, it's it's you know guaranteed magic usually they always deliver they've had some some great classics but uh the last match we have for night one is seth rollins taking on cesaro um i i it looks like cesaro is going to be the face to win here they could always have seth cheat to win or or use some heel tactics get the victory and keep this feud going but i think they're doing that already for a few things so I can see Cesaro getting a good victory here. They've really kind of built it up where Nakamura lost and got beat up, and this is how Cesaro gets, you know, that that revenge. They really have been pushing hard that, like, Cesaro's worked here for this long and he's never had a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. And Seth Seth isn't on, like, we just said it with uh, Styles and with Bryant. I don't think Seth is on the back foot by any stretch of the imagination. But, again, he's another one who is in the spotlight a lot, but he does spread the spotlight around. And I think these, like, because uh, Tyler Black and 
Claudio would have been in ROH together, right? I'm not an ROH guy. Yep. So these are guys that know each other pretty damn well. Like I say, with this and like you said before with the Zayn and Owens match, you've got a couple matches well, on That's why here. I said it's, it's a Ring of Honor, you know, uh, Final Battle 2012 card all over again. It's Robot Mania. But, I mean, even, like, regardless of where they're from and regardless of my shitty... I think it was sorry. also uh, Impact with Bobby and Drew. You know, that was there. And there was there was another match, too, that was like, oh, look at that. That's funny. But I do think, like... Oh, they, Bray they, and Randy being a repeat. They had, to fill, they had to fill out a card. Not everything is going to have a, a great build. So I do genuinely think that they've just gone through the roster and grabbed a couple pairs of people where it's just like, we can put you out there for 20 minutes. We know you're going to give us something good. We've got that 20 minutes covered. Let's go on to the next thing. And you know what? There is, yes, a build would be good. Yes, a story would be good. Yes, you know, character development and all that stuff is always going to be important. But from the wrestler's point of view, for for WWE to come to you and say, Look, we want to put you guys on the card. We know we can put you on the card. You guys will kill 20 minutes for us, and it's fine, and we don't have to worry about it. From yeah, the exactly. wrestler's point of view, that's a hell of a shot in the arm. And I, and yeah, I do I do like it. that. We, we talked about, uh, when we did the TakeOver um, preview, we talked about Dunn and Kushida being the one match on the card that's like a match for matches' sake. And I think those matches are important. And... Because they don't necessarily need the build. Because they don't necessarily need a title or a wacky stipulation or any, you know, locomotive sound effects. Like, you're just going to have... Like, Cesaro's going to do the swing. That's about the wackiest thing you're going to get, right? But, yeah, like, exactly. if if Seth Rollins manages to, like, somehow change his momentum and turn the swing into some kind of body scissor that goes into a stomp, like, the swing doesn't look so goofy anymore. Yeah. Um... So I'm sort of lumping this match in with the Zayn and Owens thing, where it's just, like, that's just two guys that are going to have a great match. Uh, I really hope Cesaro gets the win. Uh, I also hope that Kevin Owens gets the win, because Sami Zayn is, like, sort of like the heel character that's losing it, and him losing the match will only contribute to that. So in the Owens scenario, Owens winning helps both of them. It gives yeah. Owens a bit of momentum that he hasn't had in a while. It gives Zane a reason to go even more zany, pun intended. <laughs> and Cesaro getting the win will be a first for him at WrestleMania, and Seth Rollins taking a loss isn't going to hurt him in the slightest. No, no, not at all. Seth's lost these you know types of matches before. He's won icy matches. He, he's got it. You know, he he doesn't need the victory. Cesaro gets a big victory here. It's his one-on-one match. That's I will say I wouldn't mind them putting the IC title back on Rollins. Let him have a, a run. Let him have a run where he's he scoops down in, deeper into the roster for some people that haven't been touched in a while. Like sort of reheat the feud between him and and Murphy, maybe for the IC title. Murphy could get that, something that out of that. That could be good. Or even bring back Alistair Black. Get him out of his cupboard. You know, Tyler Black versus Aleister Black for the FC <laughs> title. There's all kind of, Give me the book. Give me the book. I'll write it. It'll be fine. It's all good. Speaking of the Intercontinental Championship, I'm going to sort of jump the shark here a little bit. It's a... U, what is it? Uh, Ugandan drum match between Something Big E and Apollo Crews, which he basically says... It's a Nigerian drum fight. Okay. This is this is the start of night two, by the way. I think this might kick off night two, someone had said. Yeah. I think that for night two that they actually might kick off with Asuka and Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I think that's the I think this I think part. this is your number two match then. 
I think this this that I agree with that. So I I love and this this is another match that we're running back. I don't care. I love this match. I I love the new Apollo Cruz character. We talked about it a while ago. Um, Big E as a solo guy. I I was gonna say this during the tag match earlier. I think I like Kofi and Woods as the defined tag team, and Big E as the singles guy. Maybe even a little bit better than the New Day, because the dynamic yeah, between definitely. Woods between Woods and Kofi as a duo is different. Like they work differently. Their their promos are different. Their comedy is a little bit different. Yeah, Biggie was always the standout guy. You're like, why he doesn't need these other two? He he's able to win matches on his own. Yeah. He's got this. He's, he's Biggie's doing that he's... doing that thing that I that you know we've talked about it before in in NXT the balancing out the really really intense side and the really really comical side and I think he's he's got it nailed to a T. Apollo Cruz in this like Killmonger heel character and I'm sorry that's what it is. It really is. Um, I want and this is I'm stealing this from. Uh, from what culture? Not only because of the new gimmick change, not only because it's a Nigerian drum match. I want him to have, like, the most elaborate, insane, like, tribal entrance ever. Like, oh, I, sure I, he's gonna have I want it to be bigger than Roman Reigns's. Like, I want it to be ridiculously <laughs> over the top. I don't think it'll be bigger than Roman's, but I think it'll be pretty elaborate. Uh, That's for sure. I really do. I think they're going to do something big. I think this is where they hit the reset button. I think this is where they throw that belt onto Apollo Crews, but they do it in such a way that Big E is metaphorically handing it down. And by the end of WrestleMania, we'll know that Big E is the next one in line for Roman or whoever has that title. Uh, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any bad result mm. here. I no, think... I don't think there is a bad result, but I think that Big E retains. I don't think Apollo Crews wins this one. And this I, is the easiest way for Big E to lose because then they could say, oh, you know, he had to be beaten by whatever weapon in the match. But I have, yeah. I just gut feeling I think that they're going with Big E to retain here. I don't think they've done enough to build with Cruz. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. I don't think with this brand new, like, this is the first time Apollo Crews has really had a character change that has, like, grabbed any traction. I don't yeah. think they beat him on back-to-back pay-per-views in the same match, one of those pay-per-views being WrestleMania. I think that sort of punctuates that, like, ah, you changed, and it didn't get you anything. I Like, that's just that's just me predicting their thought pattern. But, I mean, it's pretty obvious that they're, they've got bigger things in mind for Big E. Again, pun intended. It seems that way. I mean, they could just get the IC title off of him and then go forward and... Hey, so be it, but... Yeah. Because, I mean, if he holds on to it, I think his next challenger is going to be Jey Uso. That makes sense, and that's a good good program there. And then you, then you could have a really, like, sometimes simple is good, right? Then you get, like, Roman helps his cousin get his own title, and then Biggie's like, fine, I don't even want it back, I'll just fuck with you instead. Like, that's a trade-off that works. Then you solidify, if it wasn't already solidified, Jey Uso's complete change to a solo 
star because there's some people that still refer to him as a tag team wrestler, whereas like his tag team partner's been gone for like ever, and he's definitely yeah, for quite some time. He's definitely proven himself as a guy that can perform on a main event level as a singles guy. Now, if they put the Usos back together, I'm not going to complain, but like you, you can't. Like he's shaking that stigma. Both as a single star, you know, both of them compete in singles, yeah. than ever have them go back to being a tag team. And they were a great tag team, yeah. but the singles option is so much better. I think you you play off the thing where like if Jimmy comes back and Jimmy's also in the Samoan dynasty bloodline thing, whatever you play yeah, it never off. Say never, you can have them work yeah. together. Yeah. But. Well, this is the thing. Like you have them all in the same group with Roman, and you have them. There are people that have tag team matches but aren't in the tag team division. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example here right now. Like, it, when Baron Corbin had, like, the Corbin court and whatever, like, whoever his little sidekick was at the time would be in that tag match that night. Or right now, if it's Elias and Jackson Riker, like, facing somebody that doesn't mean Elias and Jackson Riker are turning around to go for the tag titles. It's just that happens to be what's going on tonight. Um, you could do the same thing with the, with the Usos and, and, uh, and Roman, but I think more so if, if big cousin helps little cousin get the little belt, then the guy that lost his little belt goes to big cousin for the big belt. Yeah. Exactly. I, I don't, I don't yeah. think, I don't think it has to be any more difficult than that. I really don't. And there is a loose association between Apollo and Roman and his family as well that they've they've touched on maybe once or twice. Little Easter egg. Don't know whether that comes to fruition here or not. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't think it'll quite work, but it's something that they've put out there. So it could be. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, well, it was advice from Roman and Paul Heyman on Talking Smack as well that led yeah. to the ultimate, you know, remember who you are. Remember, you know, we look at us over here. We paid attention to family and, you know. Yeah, but sounded... it's like the old Stone Cold. <laughs> I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> kind of how it felt, so. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think we have to pretend all of a sudden that Apollo Crews is now part of Roman's family. It's just like, hey, we're a group of people that appreciates family period. It would be an interesting twist on what they're already doing. I don't know that it would work, but I would, as a fan, I would love to let them find out if it works or not, if if that's if that's going to be a thing. But yeah. uh, I think this is the first one that you and I have definitely differed on. I think Apollo is leaving with that belt. We on A lot of the other ones, we either agree or don't care. Yeah. No, I, I, I see your point. I could see him taking the belt, too, but I think there's going to be enough title changes, so I think they're going to hold off on this one. Maybe maybe change it next pay-per-view, but I could see... I could feel good I could feel good for him, too. Like, even, even if I wasn't behind Apollo, he went so long doing nothing, and this character is so good. <laughs> yeah, oh, no doubt about it. Let, so. let, him t- let him take it and run with it. And you know what? If he falls down, he falls down. Like, that's the other thing. Uh, might as well knock out the other uh, mid-card title while we're at it. Riddle versus Sheamus, they're going to hit each other really hard. And they had Sheamus beat Riddle already. Yeah. Um, I mean, usually champions lose non-titles no matter what, but yeah. I really feel like this is uh, it, it, this is going to be the Keep title. Keep talking, hold on one happens. second. I, I genuinely feel like 
we're going to go ahead and we're going to see Riddle lose to Sheamus. They'll have a hell of a match. It'll be, you know, another great brawl. But sad to say is that we've pretty much already seen all we've needed from these two. They've gone ahead and, we're and back. beaten the hell out of each other, you know? Yep. And they, they have. They've beaten the hell out of each other. They've kicked each other's ass, and that was pretty much all there is to it. And from there, that's that's kind of what we've seen. I mean, I don't know what more they can give us at WrestleMania. Hopefully it's something super exciting and something really crazy. But I, I imagine that Sheamus is going to be the one to win. So that's my guess. I want Riddle to win. I feel like Sheamus winning is the right choice. Like, I've never... I respect the hell out of him. I've never been a Sheamus guy, like, unless he was in a tag team. Like, when he was in the bar, as an example. Um, when he was... Even even though it was a shitty faction, when they did the... Like, the... Oh, uh, what was it? When it was, hit, like, him and Barrett and, like, Rusev... Yeah, League, League of Nations League of or whatever. Nations. Yep. Like he, I've always liked him as part of a team as a standalone. It's like okay, whoever he's fa- like, if he's facing Bobby Lashley, like this is a Bobby Lashley match, and Sheamus is the other guy, and that's terrible because he's a great brawler. The matches that he had with um, with Drew are really good. He's been putting in a real big shift, like especially lately, and I think that obviously, I, I'm I'm on the fence with it, so I'm trying to say it what I mean the right way, but like he's been putting in a shift just recently and built himself some momentum that way and he probably should get something for that but as stupid as he is i like riddle i like what he does in the ring outside the ring he's goofy as hell and he entertains me on that basic like i'm a child and that was kind of funny level yeah i mean he he is entertaining himself but I <laughs> I just I preferred Riddle in NXT and I, I don't know it's been a while since we've seen Sheamus with any titles. Yeah, I think it could be interesting letting him have a, 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 a not a long run with the title, but kind of like a thank you for all the ass whoopings you've taken. Yeah, you let Jeff Hardy beat the sense out of you in a bar, and then you know you've you've gotten destroyed by Drew many times as well as many other fights in between. So here we go. Here's your icy title run. Add this to your legacy, and it'll be good. Yeah, sort of a Mark Henry world title run situation exactly and you know and and this is where i'm saying like i'm gonna say i want riddle to win but but if sheamus wins i can't say no to it and i'll get it and i'll you know i hate to keep saying this but sort of take it like it is what it is yeah exactly i don't know Uh, and as i as i want to say like i know we just talked about the Big E apollo which is actually a hardcore match but as far as a regular match uh, I think that might be one of the more hard-hitting matches of the Oh, it's definitely going to be hard-hitting. But... Because you've got two guys that are really rugged, like, striker-type guys in completely different ways. you got um, Riddle with the sort of MMA style, and obviously that's where he comes from, but you got Sheamus with that less refined, more, like, steamroller style. But you got two guys that are like, oh, they're going to hit you real hard, but how are they going to hit you? Yeah, that's um, the thing. You don't know where it's coming from. Like you said, one MMA, one's a, you know, a bar fight brawler. Yeah, but... I was going to say, like, I don't want to say, like, a walking stereotype of an Irishman, but... <laughs> that's... Well, that's how he's been portrayed. Yeah. But I mean, like, we're, 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 forgetting, we're forgetting the advantage that Riddle has, though. What's that? He's got birds in his sandals now. <laughs> they are loaded in his asshole. 
That's the I I don't get the bird thing. Just I'm very baffled by the birds as well. The birds and the trains. <laughs> I don't all I don't. of it. The birds before it was like stars and stuff. Hey 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 look listen it's not Shotzi Blackheart's tank right it's not. No it's not. Or or should I say Shotzi and Ember's tank at this point. I really just want it to be NXT, like, right now. By the time everybody's listening to this, NXT TakeOver will have already passed, and I'll be sad. <laughs> Anyways. Well, we'll be sad that it's over, but we'll be... Uh, Glad that it happened. The, yeah, exactly. We're reliving all of the awesomeness that was. All right. Uh, we mentioned it a minute ago. Um, I don't think I gave an answer. Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. This is yeah. I I think this is as easy as Rhea Ripley wins the title from Oscar. Yeah. They haven't had much faith in Oscar for a while. It feels like sadly, some people feel she might retain, but I feel like they've done nothing with Oscar really meaningful in quite some time, and she's just been kind of holding on to the title and keeping it warm. Um, I'm happy that Rhea Ripley would win, no matter what. I think it's going to be a really exciting match. So I hope this opens up night two and they get that fresh pop yeah. that they deserve, especially with. Rhea Ripley having her song played live. That's cool. Yeah. Um, what was I, I was going to say something and then it fell right out of my head. Uh, you told me somebody is live performing the national anthem at WrestleMania. I can't remember who it is, though. Yes. Um, now I'm forgetting as well. It will come back to me, but... Uh, crap. Now it, it flew out of my head, but... Okay, it doesn't, doesn't really matter for the sake of my point. Oh, B.B. Rexa. B.B. Rexa. Okay. That's who it is. So do you think they do a live performance of the National Anthem both nights? Uh, not usually. I don't think so. I think maybe it won't be televised. Okay, because I was going to say if there's a live performance of the Anthem both nights, then you might not have the wrestler that's also getting a live entrance right afterwards. Just as far as, like, structuring a night. I know that's... Not the, it shouldn't be the determining factor, but if they're trying to slot their segments in, they might not do those right back to back unless they bring the champion out first, which will freak everybody out because you're not supposed to do it. And then wrestlers will talk, wrestling fans will talk on Twitter, and that's really dangerous. And nobody should be allowed Twitter except like me, maybe you and Joe, <laughs> Connor. Oh, quick shout out to Connor. He's doing a live. Uh, what do you call it? A live. WWE 2K Monday Nitro recreation series. Oh yes, so I saw this. Looks like caught, caught a bit of that. It's it's a lot of fun. He's doing a tournament for the new 2021 WCW World Championship, and the first round match was I think Goldberg versus Lashley. So uh, yeah, our buddy Connor's up and around and uh, and doing stuff. So go check him out. And I'm I swear to God I'm gonna get him back on the channel eventually. Anyways, Hopefully. be good to have him back. Yeah. Con so who Connor's you think? good Oscar people. Rhea Ripley, you thought that Rhea was going to win as well? I do think Rhea Ripley's going to win. I think there's there might be a slight bit of hey, Oscar did a bunch of wacky shit with for us through the entire pandemic. We might want to like make good on that and maybe make good on not using her the best and give her a moment here. There's a lot of people that are still saying, well, WWE needs to pay her back for losing to Charlotte all those years ago. And I'm like, this is this is not Charlotte, first of all. This is this is a completely different person. They, already, yeah. they took out Charlotte. She's gone. Yeah. I don't know. Um, 
again, like I know the booking all hasn't been great, but Asuka has been consistently somebody that has entertained me through the pandemic. Like even when they were in the PC and there everything was silent and like the the sort of like manic crazy way she cuts her promos that like sort of it fills more space than one person should and I think there's a skill to that, right? Um so no, the booking hasn't been great. She hasn't necessarily been booked great as a champion, but she's somebody that has consistently entertained me, and I do think she deserves something for that. I do think I want Rhea Ripley to win, but also WWE is going to be looking at Ripley as, like, the new shiny toy, and I think that's going to work in her favor. Plus, like, Ripley's a beast. It's not exactly like it's unbelievable. And if I want to look a bit farther forward, please take the tag titles off Nia Jax and Rhea Ripley, or sorry, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, and yeah. get get me to a Ripley-Baszler feud. I think everybody wants to see that rematch. They kind of hinted at it. And... Yeah. I think everybody would be absolutely excited for that. And I'm and I'm and I'm sorry, call me a shill, but I wouldn't mind throwing Charlotte back into that mix. Like, uh, no, if they do it the right way, if they don't yeah. try and present her as a stupid face and do a like have of have it stuff in between, have right? a bunch of singles matches, right? Like have a pay per view where Charlotte's got a shot and Baszler costs her the shot. Have a pay per view where Baszler has a shot and Charlotte costs her, and they have a number one contenders match and it goes to a no contest, and then eventually it's just like you're all in everybody's business anyway. Fuck it, it's a triple threat match. Like yeah, do do that, that very stereotypical, like this match, this match, this match, this match, this match, this match, all of you. Fuck it and do it. Maybe, oh, maybe not. We know how bad they screwed over, you know, at, at Charlotte and by saying she was pregnant and she wasn't, and then by excusing it away with COVID when she didn't actually have COVID and uh, all the stuff with Andrade, her supporting him got her taken away. So that's what it all comes down to. Jake, if they stop painting it red, give me Ripley, Baszler, Flair, Triple threat, hell in a cell. Yeah, I'm with you there. And don't end it on a DQ like they did with The Fiend and Seth Rollins. No, no, certainly um, not. I, I want to see Asuka get something out of it. Maybe you put Asuka... Uh, this is going to sound bad to you. Maybe you put Asuka back down the card. We talked at TakeOver of the possibility of NXT losing Io Shirai, and I said maybe Asuka and Shirai go off and do tag team stuff for a bit. It's not ideal, but it could be good. It could put some legitimacy on those titles that are already dead. There's other things you can do with Asuka, I think, other than just the title picture. And I think yeah, you give her a chance her to show that. Having her be the champion or the tag champion. Yeah. All right. So you want to talk about Crispy Fiend last, or do you want to talk about the Triple Threat last? Uh, who did we say for Owens and Sami Zayn? Did we give? I said I said I want Owens because it'll help both. Uh, of them. Okay, yeah, because I, I remember I, I said Owens, but I wasn't sure if I actually said it all. I don't know, but yeah, I want Owens, and I'm pretty sure I agree with you there. But only in the sense that it'd be nice to see Sami Zayn wins, but it doesn't line up with the Logan Paul involvement and all, you know. So I just hope that's not a thing. Maybe maybe he just accidentally gets hit by a bus on the way to the stadium. I don't know. You know, we would. Only hope to be so lucky. But. You know what the thing the thing with the Logan Paul thing, right? And I I know I could say the same thing for Bad Money, but I'm just not. Like I know that Logan Paul is a thing, but I don't care enough to know what the thing is. And 
there's a difference between, okay, Bad Bunny does rap, I don't really care about rap, but it looks like he's at least trying and whatever, and, okay, the amount of not caring I have for Logan Paul is, like, an aggressive entity now. Yes. Like, I, I loathe him, especially because, you know, I, I was uh, an active parent when he was so prevalently popular originally, and I hated him and his brother's antics, and just how much of a negative influence they were to people was terrible. Yeah. I, the way the way somebody explained it to me was they're on YouTube and they're kind of just famous for being famous and I'm like that's that's terrible. They that's are. that's like I'm I'm sure it's true but that's also the worst explanation ever. <laughs> um, that's all it comes down to. They're famous for being annoying and famous. So. Um, all right, I'm gonna go with my guilty pleasure here because I feel yeah. like I'm I'm on a shrinking island here with this. Randy Orton versus The Fiend in some kind of undetermined match. And if they've yeah. announced it on Raw, don't tell me because I haven't watched it yet. Nope, nope. Uh, and I, I wouldn't spoil that for you. They only had a little vignette recap. So I okay. think Randy Orton is going to lose. He beat Bray at Mania, what, 33, I think it was, with the stupid projector. Oh, and, yeah. oh with the projected know. maggots on the ground. Yep. So, yeah, not thrilled. And uh, What if this time, because it's The Fiend, and The Fiend is, like, like more intense, maybe they're fighting on actual maggots? I hope they do something to mock that. I hope they do something to make fun of that. I hope um, this is ridiculous, man, honestly. I um, hope it's really good, really ridiculous, really over the top. Just like the Firefly Funhouse was last yeah. year, that was one of my favorite matches, and I hope that they deliver. Well, who do you think is going to win and why, really? Because you're still I, really more about this than I am at this point. Like I like it, but I've fallen. I, you know what it is, man. I, I love the, I love the. I mean, it's not scary, but like what they would call scary stuff. Give me all of it. Give me the boogeyman. Give me Mordecai. Give me Kevin Thorne. Give me Gangrel. Give me Undertaker Kane. Give me the fiend. Give me the demon. Like I'm down for all that shit. So all I it's it's like looking into a big pool of this is really awesome. And I know there's a lot of people that disagree, and that kind of makes me smile. Um, I want it to be as ridiculous as possible. Do you remember the the Bray Wyatt entrance? And I forget who he was facing. It might have even been when he was facing Cena, when they sort of had like a little mock up of like the Wyatt shack, and there was like the shambling, like, yeah. uh, what do you call it? the, like, scarecrow zombie type things yeah. that were behind him. Yeah. I want them to do something like that. I want there to be, like, other little fiends, like, popping up out of the ground, like, like he tore out of the ring. Maybe not with the shriveled up penis fingers, but, like, I want, I want <laughs> the entrance to be ridiculous. I want them to set the entire aisle way on fire. Oh, I think that because they're doing it live and it's not pre-taped, I think it's going to be something insane. I think that they're going to go way overboard with this. Yeah. Everybody's saying they want it to be the the Firefly Funhouse with John Cena. First of all, you need somebody like John Cena to well, sell that. They're going to do it live, so... Yeah. Well, no, not only that, but like even, even if they were going to do the cinematic thing, right? And I, and I don't agree with them doing cinematic matches full stop now that we actually have a live crowd back, because I'd be pissed off if I was in that crowd. But, to do something like the Firefly Funhouse, because that was basically, that wasn't a match. That was a rip on John Cena's career. 
Oh, absolutely. And I have to imagine that for that to happen, at some point, John Cena had to, like, offer himself up on a silver platter, right? Now, you can do something like that if it's John Cena's idea. I don't think you can go to Randy Orton and say, we want to rip your whole career. Like, yeah. that has to come from the person. And I think, with with no disrespect to Randy Orton, because, like, by all means, protect your career, like, I don't think you can expect somebody to be willing to do that. No, they have to be willing to do it themselves. And John Cena was so far removed from wrestling by the time that happened. Randy Orton is still, for better or for worse, for whether you're sick of he's him or not. He's one of the top guys. He's one of the top guys, and he's still in it. John, the other reason John Cena could do that and like have some fun with it and know how, exactly how goofy it is and get right, right in there and over the top, he's out. Like He comes back for stuff, but he's out. And you can't ask somebody, whether you like them or not... To, to serve themselves up for like that if it's not coming from them. Because like, okay. if, if not right now, somewhere along the way, that's going to cause problems. Exactly. And I don't think you and I don't think there's as much diversity in Randy Orton's career to pick at anyway. That's the other thing. Like version this this version of Randy Orton versus this re- version of Randy Orton five years ago. Okay, he goes from being bald to having a crew cut, and his blue trunks are red. <laughs> like, there's nothing there's nothing to pick at. Like, he's never had like they picked on Cena for the Bellas thing. Like, there hasn't really like he had his thing with Stacy Keebler for a little bit. But how do you even make fun of that? You you really send Bray Wyatt out there with really long legs. Like, it's not gonna <laughs> work. Like, I don't. I know people wanted it to be because last year when exactly when we needed it right at the beginning of COVID right exactly when we needed something that ridiculous that was what we needed now that we're sort of back ish this the same need for it isn't there and that worked because we needed it and I, I hope that I hope the people listening to me can sort of understand what I'm saying but also I would much rather have like a really really elaborate ring entrance and then like a two minute match where you know Orton gets beaten because he's way too scared or he spits up some more black goo you know Alexa yeah, he's Bli- poisoned some, some, something stupid like Alexa Bliss hits him with the sister Abigail and the crispy fiend tries to go for the sparkle splash or something like that like half half of this match more than half of this match is going to be in the fiend's entrance like it is what it is uh, Fiend has to win this. Because as ridiculous as it sounds, they're still playing it off that he's the babyface. Yeah, the Fiend has to win this. I mean, that's all that this comes down to. I kind of want Alexa Bliss to get the pin. <laughs> considering well, I she think te- that would be great. Considering she technically already has one win over Randy Orton. <laughs> and, oh, if they point they at the... they won't do it. If they point at the screen and they do a, they do a ticker... Like the like the Undertaker streak ticker, and it's like Bliss Orton two to nothing. <laughs> now that would be great, but yeah, I don't think they'd do it for Mania. If it was another show, it would work. I don't think that would work at Mania, but still, uh, I, I think I think Fiend has to win here. I mean, that's all there is to it. Yeah, and I will say though, like as much as I'm saying Randy Orton shouldn't throw himself up on the up on the grill there for a Firefly Funhouse, he basically has thrown himself on the grill like by being in this feud. Like, he's got to know what a lot of people are thinking 
of this stuff. The people yeah, that are he's lessened his stock in some ways because he's not as serious as he was before. Yeah, but he he's gone with it for what it's worth. And like I said to you before we even came on, uh, feels like forever ago when we when we started. Um, whether you like this or not, it is one of the longest stories going into WrestleMania. Yeah. So if your complaint about WrestleMania is there's been no long-term stories, <sighs> hate to break it to you, this is it. <laughs> this is kind of, yeah. This is kind of it. it. This is one of the longest-running stories that we have, so. And friggin' I, <laughs> I, there's a little bit of me that's going to sort of laugh a little bit if he comes out and, like, the burns on his mask have healed. And he's no, sort I think of... he's still going to be the crispy critter. You know, the KFC's extra crispy feet. Yeah. Do you like? So, do you like and then last but not least, that? before I got to get my butt out of here for Raw is yeah, you do. Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan triple threat. Now I'm happy that it's a triple threat. Actually, I like the excuse me inclusion of Daniel Bryan, but I don't think that changes the outcome. I think Edge is going to win here. And I know that sounds crazy because originally I thought that Roman Reigns was going to retain. But now I'm just really stuck on the fact that Edge is going to win this title. I am troubled by this because I like all. I, I am li- in a way too. But I like I, I, I like I, all three guys in this match. We've got a version of Roman Reigns that we can actually get behind, who's had the belt since Clash of Champions, so yep. he's had a good run. He's had a good run. Now it's not too soon. It still could be longer, and that would be okay. Like, there, there's not yeah. you know, a ton of bad options or possibilities at this point. Anyways, but we've got... we What we never thought we were going to have was a Roman Reigns we could all get behind. I'm always going to have the, the thing for, for Edge. Just because everything from, like, the guy that came out to Marilyn Manson to the guy that was a vampire with Gangrel to the tag teams to all the stuff with the Hardy Boys, like... And he's a hometown boy. Like, he's not technically from Toronto. He's technically from Orangeville. It's fine. <laughs> But, like, he's the closest thing I have to a hometown boy, right? And then Daniel Bryan is reliable third hand that they know 99% of the fans are going to cheer for anyways. And he's a great wrestler, and he's going to add to the match. He is a great wrestler. For sure. He will add to the match. He'll add to the feud. He'll, he'll, you know, no doubt about it. But but they've all, like, this is the thing. And I said this before about uh, the Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair thing, right? Like, they're both playing faces that I, that I can't really like. Here are three people I genuinely do like that in the process of getting to this match have all kind of become assholes. Like, yes. Roman Reigns came back as an asshole. Edge, you know, he had his big speech last Friday about uh, embracing the rated R superstar, and that's why he attacked Daniel Bryan and Roman, and he brought back the concerto, which, yeah. was, which was and, good. And I like what they're doing with each person. Yeah. But like you said, they all have to become assholes. To... <laughs> well, this is the thing, like, we, we're all going to cheer for who we like. But who yeah, is, no if you it. ask a WWE, okay, scary thought, if you ask a WWE writer, who's the good guy in this match? I think they would, they would, you know, try and lean more towards Daniel Bryan, but. But he's, he's the only person that, like, wedged his way into the match and didn't, doesn't deserve to be there. Exactly. So, I mean, like... there is no clear good person. And I know people are like, oh, there's no more faces and heels. Yeah, there's still... Uh, there needs to and, be. And there needs to be. That's that's AEW brain cancer is what that is. But here's the thing, though. On, on, on a real tip, though, and I know you got to go. I'm going to make this point really quick, and then you can jump off. In real life, look what Roman Reigns has come back from. 
look yeah. what Daniel Bryan came back from not all that long ago. And, and look what Edge came back from. So these people should be the three most beloved characters in WWE. And they're all kind of being dicks. Yeah. <laughs> and I no still... about it. And I still do... I personally, I wish that we had gone with the simple Rumble winner faces the champion. Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso could have been another excellent match on the card. I think that would have worked out well personally. Not that this match isn't going to be great. I got to go with Edge. I gotta go with yeah, Edge. I'm, I think I'm it's going to be. I'm thinking Edge is winning. I think it's going to be Roman, but I have I have to go with Edge, and mm-hmm. I'm really really scared that Daniel Bryan's gonna get the biggest pop of the night, and they're gonna call an audible, and I'm gonna be pissed. He might he might get the biggest pop, but I don't know. People are gonna be excited to see Edge in person too. That's true. I just watched the SummerSlam in Toronto where the, the little clip where oh he, where, where he, he returns the spear. Elias uh, on Zig- the pre-show. Elias? Yeah, yeah. I caught. I, I was catching a and little. Then you bit. also saw Ziggler with with Goldberg that night too, right? Yes. And then the Fiend debut. Yep. What the hell of a night you got? Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Come up to Canada when things are actually allowed to happen again. When we're not in <laughs> lockdown <laughs> for the third time. But anyways, no. Uh, I no. I caught a. There's a little bit of a. a uh, what do you? What's the word I'm looking for? There's an Edge documentary on WWE yes. Network. It's called uh, Climbing the Second Mountain or something like that. Yeah. And I, I man, I got to click onto it right as they were talking about him returning for that night to show up and obviously support Beth, who was on the uh, panel and mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, and it just showed him coming back from through the curtain when uh, when he got out there and he speared. Elias and he didn't feel anything and then he goes on this weird bike ride with Seamus yeah, and he fa- falls off the bike and he's like my neck doesn't hurt and I think I'll go back and wrestle now <laughs> anyways that's a really weird way to end what is probably the longest podcast you and I have done uh, Wrestlemania season we're all going to be very tired uh, after Absolute. this I can't wait to talk you know both nights of takeover with you at some point we'll find oh, a way yeah. to do it We'll find a way, but it'll be in the following week or something like that. Because th- now that we've got this recorded, now that we've got the TakeOver predictions out there, and it won't matter when people are listening to this because TakeOver will already be over, um, you guys will know at this point, because this is going out on Friday, there will have been a little extra surprise that's dropping for you guys on Thursday. I think Jake knows what I'm talking about, but Jake's going to shh. Mm, I'm keeping it secret. There we go. So, yeah. I have all my stuff recorded for this week, and I'm going to put my feet up and watch a shit ton, a metric shit ton, because I live in Canada. Metric shit ton. A metric shit ton of wrestling, and I hope you guys have a great, I hope you guys are already having a great WrestleMania week. Thanks once again to Mr. Jake DeMarco. Tell them where to find you, sir. I hope that everyone already tuned into your review for TakeOver, Stand and Deliver, Nights 1 and 2 at this point, and I hope it was a great show. Hopefully the doctor didn't dork me in the same process. That'd be good, too. And uh, let's go ahead and let's get ready for WrestleMania weekend, ladies and gents. Find me on Twitter at Countdown Ended. And you can go ahead and find me on the Joe Cronin Show where we go live after all wrestling events. So check me out there. And thank right. you to Spaz for having me on here. As always, it's appreciated, Buzz. I'm, I'm definitely, definitely trying to stay awake long enough to get this edited and posted. And, and then I'm going to go back and watch Raw. To your buzz. It's that, that's what it is now. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. Oh, oh dear. Yeah, but he loses the one arm, and then he becomes Bucky from the Avengers, because the Avengers are all Disney characters now. 
I really need to stop. You guys know where to find me or you wouldn't be here. I've been Spaz. He's been Jake. We are your WrestleMania reality check. That works. Subscribe up there. Talk down there. Start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. But for right now, me and the man, the myth, the legend, super sexy Jake DeMarco are tagging out. Bye, guys.